0: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, we are tonight's entertainment.
1: SideQuest I'm
0: sorry, my dad can get cranky sometimes. As your father, I forbid you to
1: marry. He sure has a temper on him. He likes to shout, I like to smile. A cheesy old cornball. Imagine me stroking her clitoris with a pink feather. Yeah, that's what I am. I'm a cheesy old (laughs) cornball. I kind
0: of like it. Hey, stop talking to the customer and help
1: dad with his shorts. Imagine if I farted now?
0: I love you. Like this? I don't know if I'm doing it right, Janet. Is this right? Kiss my cheesy lips ah. my dad might be the greasy strangle I'm officially dating Janet
1: I'm the Spider-Man of cocktail. <laughs> bullshit, artist. bullshit artist I call bullshit on that Bullshit artist You're covered in horse shit You're gonna be my forever love You claimed her pussy but you never claimed her
0: And it loves me. I love her. You're making a big mistake, Joseph. I am the Greasy Strangler. You're all right, Braden. Thanks, Dad. That means a lot coming from
1: you. I you think cinephiles are, are on this other end of the spectrum, but I think a cinephile is more of a student of cinema. A movie lover is going to be less discriminated. Sidequest. Doing some of this,
0: Michael, be one of us. Sometimes, that is better.
1: I'm sick for fucks using one too many movies. Don't you blame the movie! Sidequest. I said, I'm not going to hurt you. I'm just going to bash your brains. Okay. Show me. Sidequest. The podcast.
0: You opened it. We came. It's just a podcast. We'll review your movie from every angle. Sidequest.
1: Hello, listeners, and welcome to episode number ten of Sidequest Podcast. As always, you're being joined here by our two hosts of I am David from Journey with a Cinephile, a horror movie podcast, and as always, I'm with
0: your main man Jake from Dark Mariachi Studios. And I'm here representing the Guitar Kids Full Reviews podcast.
1: And we actually had been chatting and trying to figure out um, what next movie we would watch. And we kind of ended up falling on a quite a weird one here. And that is the Greasy Strangler. So <laughs> before we kind of get into the movie itself, um, had you ever heard of this one before it kind of got thrown out there?
0: No, I have never had never heard of this movie, had never heard of this director. I've, you know what? The director made another movie that I almost watched, okay. called uh, Beverly Lumpkin or something.
1: Oh, it's got okay. Craig
0: Robinson with like a '70s looking hat. It's a, and it says it's a romantic comedy. I almost wow. watched it, but I, but that's okay. that's my only connection with this film is seeing that that director was in a movie I almost watched.
1: <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, I have never heard of this one.
0: You never heard of the Beverly Lumpkin? Or are you talking about this one?
1: I haven't. No, I've never heard of that one.
0: Yeah, I'm interested to watch it now after seeing this one to see what his style is or if he was just okay. doing something, you know, just having fun with this one. You know what I mean? Because I, I really... From this movie, I I don't know if this is his style or if he was just having fun. You know what I mean?
1: No, that definitely makes sense. It, it would be interesting to kind of see, like you were saying, if, like, does he like to do these kind of more weird out there comedies or does he... I mean, does he also have, like, a filmography where this is the most outrageous one that he's done?
0: Yeah. So now I'm interested. I mean, he doesn't have a large filmography. I think I only saw okay. a few titles on there. But this is the only one that I recognize him. That, that, the one I was mentioning was the only one okay. I had ever seen before. So,
1: Gotcha. So, yeah, that's my connection. because yeah, I had actually heard about this one. I think this was right around the time that I first got into podcasts. I know some podcasters, like, it was very divisive, which, as we get into this movie, I think... Uh, You know, listeners will kind of get that as well. But I know, like, more of the people that like very weird and out there, like independent cinema, were usually a bigger fan of this. And like I was telling um, Jake here in the pregame was that I actually go to the Nightmares Film Festival here in Columbus. And there is this kind of interesting guy that I met him, I think, three years ago. And then he remembered me the next year that we went. And he actually had... That they had made these promotional Greasy Strangler hats where they took the logo from the movie Grease and it just says Greasy on it and they're like bright, I think pink. And he had that hat. And I didn't necessarily correlate it that it was to this movie until I think after the film festival and then I realized that that's what it was from.
0: Yeah, so when did this movie come out again? It was recent, pretty recent,
1: 2016, right? Or something like that? Yeah, 2016.
0: Wow, okay. So that's interesting that you would meet somebody from this movie before we talked about it. Or somebody right. connected to it like that. Uh, so let me ask you. Um, yep. So these kind of movies like this, what it what is the overall um, consensus out there on it? Do people like it? Do they hate it? What it what? Because um, you're you're kind of more ingrained in in some of the podcasts that would talk about it. So I'm just interested from what you've heard. What's the what's the I overall would say view
1: of it? It's very split. I think you have those group of people that this is their type of comedy and they love it and then i also think you have the other people that don't see a lot of merit with it and then i think you have very few people that kind of fall like right there in the middle where they can kind of appreciate parts of it i just think it's definitely you have like people on two different spectrums for it
0: yeah so it's either you love it or hate it type movie or
1: pretty much yeah
0: yeah well i don't know when we get to the end we'll see where i stand on it but Right. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know yet. Once we talk about it usually I make my final decision usually. So we'll see.
1: I think it's a that's a fair way to, to go about it.
0: Mm-hmm. once we get once you start uh kinda talking about it and seeing different things, sometimes you see stuff you didn't see, sometimes you know what it is right at the beginning. But I have right. an idea what I think, but I'm I'm really interested to see if my opinion will change at all. Yeah,
1: for sure. Alright, so I'll go ahead and introduce this and then we can kinda jump into it, it is we have The Greasy Strangler. This is from 2016. This was directed by Jim Hosking, and he also helped co-write this with Toby Harvard. This stars Michael St. Michaels. It also stars Sky Elibar and Elizabeth DiRazzo. This is a... Looks like a comedy horror film that is here from the United States. And our synopsis for this movie is... Ronnie runs a disco walking tour with his son, Braden. When a sexy woman takes the tour, it begins a competition between father and son for her love, and it also signals the arrival of an oily strangler who stalks the streets at night.
0: Is that what happened in the movie?
1: (laughs) I mean, that's kind of an interesting thing. (laughs) Yeah. I don't... I mean, I I feel like... I mean, I definitely will say the first part of that synopsis is dead on, is that we have this father and son competing for, you know, the love of this woman, which will come much later on. And I should also kind of point out, we're also going to do spoilers. So if, you know, listening from this point on, I would definitely, if you want to see this before, you know, listening to this, I would recommend doing that. And if you don't care, I mean, I don't think there's a whole lot you're actually going to have in spoilers, though, because there's not a whole lot that really happens here.
0: No, not really. (laughs) It's not not really a lot of plot here. It's just stuff that happens, (laughs) random.
1: There's, like, not a whole lot to the plot, but I noticed something interesting about the dialogue, and you had brought something up during our pregame if you wanted to kind of get into that here real quick.
0: Oh, yeah, so I did listen to an interview with the director, and um, I'll be trying to drop some nuggets in here as we're going through it, but (laughs) specifically on this point, he was talking about how... um, Just in everyday life, the people you talk to the most is usually the most, you know, boring and and mundane conversations you could have because you're pretty much asking the same questions and saying the same stuff. And so he just wanted to kind of put that in a film where you kind of see that and then imagine if only two people live together and they don't really have any friends except for maybe one or two people. So So you get sick of each other and the conversation would probably be just like that. But you don't usually see that in film. Right. But the director was talking about how he wanted just to just to really overdo it and they do it at times. oh they yeah. really do but he just went he did that purposely just to uh <laughs> just for effect in the film.
1: I mean, it's true though like because I'm just trying to think of like how many times I'll have the same exact conversation with like the people that I talk to just on a regular everyday basis. And I mean, I don't know how many times in this movie that they have this like argument back and forth about, bullshitting each other and <laughs> just kind of going into that over and over again
0: yeah it's just bullshit artists over and over <laughs> right <laughs> and they say that several times and it's weird because uh, uh we're going to it i don't want to give too much right now
1: yeah like um just to kind of start getting into this a little bit and kind of progressing things on here is that like now we have I know the synopsis had it one way, but I think it's interesting that they call each other Big Ronnie and Big Braden, with Big Ronnie being the father and Big Braden being the son, but they, as you said, they live together in this house. Now, Big Ronnie's wife has left him for a younger man by the name of Ricky Prickles, and and now these two live alone in this house together. It's, I mean, quite a big house for just the two of them, and it seems like for money, which kind of seems a little bit crazy that they can actually live off of, is that Big Ronnie claims to have been a major player in the disco scene, and now he does a tour where he takes them around to just random buildings and tells them about how somebody from the disco era has some sort of history there.
0: Yeah, it's kind of weird. I, I just kind of assumed that the house was already paid off or something. Yeah, because it looks like a really old house, so I just assume maybe when the, in the '70s he paid it off when it was right. cheap. Probably, I don't know. Yeah, because if you look at the whenever we get like just set set shots in the house, everything looks really old. Yes. So I think that's kind of what that's kind of what they did. They had already paid for it, so I'm guessing this is just buying groceries and paying light like bills maybe.
1: Yeah, I could see that, like, paying for... I mean, we never see them have anything like a television, so I don't necessarily know if they're paying for, like, cable. doesn't seem like they have anything for, like, internet. So, like, it's probably just the basic utilities. And, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised just looking at how old Big Ronnie is. He's probably on some sort of, like, government-type money where he's probably on Social Security or has some sort of... uh, I'm not assuming he probably doesn't have any sort of retirement because it seems like his career choices didn't really afford him to save money necessarily but I'm assuming there's probably some sort of supplemental income there as well.
0: Yeah, I think, I think so because I mean he's got a mental issue but we don't we never we're never really address that he does I don't think.
1: That's true. I mean I could see if like the son could potentially be getting some sort of check because he doesn't seem to be all there dev- dev- uh, developmentally. Yeah, but
0: he has money because there's a scene where he takes a girl on a date, so he has money. That's true. That's so maybe true. he does have a little that going on, and we never see how much they charge for this tour, and how long the tour actually is. We always get like just a just glimpses. the last scene from the tour, right? So I I don't know if they're charging a a lot, and they really are making bank from this. I don't know.
1: That could That's be. Never I mean, because it does seem like for the most part they're targeting foreigners, so I'm wondering if. You know these people don't necessarily know that they're kind of being ripped off.
0: Yeah, it seems like a con for sure, <laughs> because he's he's just bullshitting. He's a bullshit artist. He, is. he says it in the opening scene, but uh, <laughs> but uh, well, anyways, and they wear the same clothes. If you notice that
1: too, they do, especially so, when they're on the tour. They definitely wear the same exact outfit. And then, I'm talking and,
0: about in the movie, like they just have on the same outfits. Besides the pink, they wear yeah. the same thing except for right. Except for Ronnie's uh, special suit.
1: That's everything, true. Yeah, his <laughs> everything suit.
0: else is the same thing. The same gray suit for him and the same yellow for uh, Big Braden. So,
1: well, we were also kind of talking a little bit about how awkward this movie is. Because I definitely think this movie is trying to make you feel uncomfortable. Because, I mean, one thing is that they don't really need to wear a lot of clothing. Because there are definitely a lot of shots where they're in either their underwear. Or we are seeing them completely nude wearing... Not in the movie sense, but for like the filmmaking where they're wearing prosthetics over their genitals to hide what they actually have. And then also for comedic value as the father has an enormous penis while his son is definitely rocking a very tiny micro one.
0: Yeah, and they it's they really want you to be uncomfortable because there's I would like to I would like to say if I had to guess 75% 75% of this film, somebody's either in underwear or naked. I think uh, on I screen, said, yeah. at least 75% of this. And it's always uncomfortable. Like Even <laughs> just seeing a person that's not in shape and underwear for some reason is not what... Because in film, if you're going to be naked on screen or show your body, these people are probably working out and doing workout plans and all that before. Right. <laughs> so... Nobody in this movie worked out.
1: No. <laughs> that is true. Nobody
0: prepared for this scene. I, I guess they didn't prepare. I don't know. Maybe they ate more to look more
1: they weird for That's... the scene,
0: maybe. <laughs> I feel like.
1: I Because I've seen though... this
0: actress before. Oh, have you? And she's not... I think it's the clothing. Okay. But she doesn't look... Because with clothes on, she looks weird. Yes. I mean, I'm not saying she has a, a weird body. She's got kind of a weird body because she's so short. But, yeah. but it's like the clothing makes it exaggerated some kind of way.
1: Oh, I definitely think you're right there. I think it's probably the colors used as well as the type of outfits they're using. Because I've
0: seen her before, and she looks normal, but she looks right. weird in this movie. Well, she was say, in Eastbound and Down. I don't know if you've ever seen that Oh, show.
1: okay, yeah. But she
0: was in that show. I yeah. remember seeing her, and she looked normal. But she, got, she showed her, her breasts in that show. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess she's comfortable with nudity. We know that.
1: I was going to say I will give credit to all three of these actors because that would be tough to be as nude as they are and kind of going along with her. I also feel like once you see her like nude earlier in the movie, she her body doesn't I agree with you, her body doesn't look all that weird. Once she starts to get nude, I do think later in the movie it does look weird sometimes. But again, I think it's the type of clothing they want her to wear. Part of it's to probably make her feel a little bit more comfortable. But I also think part of it is that they want to make it seem a little bit more uncomfortable as well.
0: Yeah, it's she's got almost a Velma, a Velma look going. It's yeah. just weird. From Scooby-Doo.
1: Yeah, it's probably that, <laughs> that sweater, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. It's kind of weird. But and a little skirt and everything, and for some reason, that's what I thought, for some reason.
1: I didn't even but, think um, about it, but now you mention it. Yeah, I can see that.
0: So, you know what? It's, a, it's an interesting choice to have naked, like people naked the most of the movie. Yeah. And it's, and, but they exaggerated because, like, for instance, like we said, prosthetics. She has a whole wig down there. They put a whole wig. <laughs> it looks like a whole wig, not pieces of it. It's like a whole wig. Right. It's placed on her to make it <laughs> exaggerated pubic hair.
1: <laughs> it's also interesting because, like, for Braden, it would make sense that he would be, like, you know, exaggeratedly hairy as he is. Like, I could, have, I could believe that he's that hairy. Like, I mean, I've had friends who I know are just covered in, like, body hair. So, like, I believe he would be that way. So, like, with her, I definitely agree that it is it is exaggerated to the point where it can be almost uncomfortable.
0: Yeah, and I mean, we'll get to it, but they, they are they are a big fan. This director is a big fan of the long shot, slow, okay. in, slow kind of dolly out yep. shot or dolly in slowly, very slowly, and see uncomfortable images like just for long amounts of time, because a lot of scenes like yeah. I feel like they go on like two or three beats over, on, and it's on purpose. Oh, to make sure. you uncomfortable. But they go over just like two or three beats over what you should. And it's
1: <laughs> Which I mean it's <laughs> several good, though. moments like that. Especially if you want to make people uncomfortable. That's a great way to do it like with technique as well as some of the other things that they're using.
0: Yeah. But everything is so random. Um I I know we're going into it, man, but I there's some there's certain moments where I just died laughing. Yeah. And there's certain moments where I was just like grossed out. It's
1: it's a weird shift in tone back and forth the way they did it well i was telling you is that i was right there as well is that there were some scenes that definitely made me gag with how gross they're going with but there's legitimately some scenes here where i was literally i mean sitting by myself which doesn't happen a lot i mean i can even watch some like comedies where if i'm alone i'm probably not gonna laugh but this one literally had me a few different times like actually calling out with laughter because it got me going
0: yeah, because as we're going into it, um, like, right now, thinking about it, man, it's, it's like a triangle of movies for me, like, the ultimate mix of, of, of John Waters, you got Napoleon Dynamite type stuff yeah. going on, like, it's, it's like a really weird mix of all these things, and then, like, I just, don't, I just don't know, like, the guy never said it in an interview, like, what he was inspired by, like, yeah. what, what he viewed, what kind of movies he liked. He didn't really talk about that, which I wish somebody would have brought it up, one of the people interviewing him. Right. But nope, But they were just kind of letting the conversation flow. So I understand that. But I, but that's something I'm interested in, what, what are his influences? Because it felt really like a modern-day John Waters type movie. Yeah. But also I mean, it felt, some parts even felt a little Rob Zombie to me. Some of the chanting and stuff felt a lot... There was Rejects type.
1: Yeah, actually, I, I didn't even think about that. Cause I definitely got the vibe of John Waters while I was watching it, just because he's another guy who likes to push the envelope, and mm-hmm. I definitely get that tone as being a potential influence. And that's a good one with the Rob Zombie, because, I mean, they definitely have a few different scenes where they will chant different things.
0: And also, Rob Zombie loves depravity. He loves it.
1: He does, yeah.
0: And this movie is it's got some scenes that are kind of like that. And I feel like, I wonder if that guy's like, looks at that and says, huh, I'm interested in that or right. never even seen that before. Cause I don't know. I don't know. what. That's something I really want to know. Like what is the influence by?
1: It would be interesting to kind of figure out what kind of inspired this.
0: Yeah. Cause I mean, most about the interview, he said what he, he really likes. And I kind of mentioned earlier that he likes
1: mm-hmm.
0: kind of how weird and, and, uh, boring and mundane conversations can be with people. Yep. And he likes making people feel weird in the movie. He said that.
1: Okay.
0: So a lot of stuff he does it on purpose to make you feel uncomfortable and weird. But he wants it just to be... Because he said he wanted it just to be just random expression, not not really anything serious. Okay. Like we're, So so he was trying to do all this stuff on purpose. So everything that happens in the movie is for on purpose. Okay. Nothing is just like... But it feels like a movie that would have been made like uh Samurai Cop or something, yeah, like where it feels like that while you're watching it, which is weird, I don't know, like it feels like they made it on purpose, but not on purpose, but it's <laughs> right. hard to describe what I'm trying to say, <laughs> like an eighties movie where they really thought they were making something. It feels like that almost, but I know that he was kind of tongue in cheek with it
1: well, it's kind of interesting is I don't a lot of times. Back in the 80s, kind of what you were bringing up there is that you would get a movie like this. Now, they wouldn't necessarily be out to make a movie like that. They would be trying their hardest and it would just kind of end up that way. And I think those are the ones that actually become like cult classics because it's funny just because of how things turned out, not because they were intentionally trying to do that. And I mean, I do feel this is kind of a weird one to throw in there just because they were out to do that. But... I think that they at least do it well enough where it doesn't feel overly forced that it does come out almost naturally awkward.
0: So do you think it was kind of like an homage to those kind of movies?
1: It kind of feels like it.
0: Because it feels I don't know if if you've seen uh, Black Dynamite have you seen that?
1: I haven't but I know what you're talking about.
0: But that movie is like a really good homage to those kind of movies. Right. So I wonder if this is something like that where they did it on purpose but they did it well enough to where it feels like that, even though it's done on purpose.
1: Right. No, I mean I definitely would agree with that, is that it is awkward but it doesn't feel overly forced. Like, it does, I don't know, it's kind of weird to be naturally awkward, I guess, but it Mm -hmm. does feel like it is.
0: And I would recommend Black Dynamite, just if you hadn't seen it, I'd recommend (laughs) that. If if you're a fan of black exploitation movies specifically, then I would recommend it.
1: Because I know that one's more of like an action one, right?
0: Yeah, but it's really a parody of a lot of movies you've seen. If you've if you ever watched any black exploitation movies or yeah. any of the popular ones, it's a really good, like, just combination of all those different kind of things together. Okay. So you can see the movie that they're doing when they're yeah. doing stuff in the movie type deal. Okay. But yeah, definitely recommend that. Just, just a little tangent. Yeah,
1: because, I mean, that's kind of what... Um I enjoy exploitation cinema. Like seventies are probably my favorite like era of movies. So it is kind of interesting to see like I've dipped my toe a little bit into like many different types of exploitation films. Like I've seen mostly I've went with like the horror ones for Black Exploitation, but Mm -hmm. it is kind of interesting to watch, you know, some of the other ones as well. So I will definitely keep that in mind.
0: Oh yeah. And this one is actually to me it feels like it's it's right on the edge of trauma town. Okay. It's, this this movie we're talking about now,
1: yeah, oh for sure, we, yeah. It
0: feels like it's right on the edge of Traumatown. Town. They're, they're neighbors, I think.
1: <laughs> the oh, kind of yeah, stuff. No, so that's
0: sure. why I wondered if he was a homage to that kind of stuff too, because like a couple of the deaths feel like one of those movies.
1: Oh yeah, the way I mean, that it happens. It's kind of interesting because I mean that's kind of what I was thinking about moving into next is that the first tour that we get to see. Doesn't go well, and it's actually three different um, tourists that were on this. As it looks mm. like one is from Senegal, one is supposed to be like you know, from <coughs> Europe, being like Scandinavia, and then we have one from India. Now, the Indian one is interesting because this tourist is saying that the brochures says they're supposed to get free drinks, which goes back to the chanting you were talking about. But we <laughs> see that Big Ronnie has a temper. So, like, when these people are chanting about something that he doesn't want to do and he claims he's not going to give that to them, he ends the tour right there. And this is also leads into—now, we actually get to hear about the Greasy Strangler in the, like, opening scene where he's been murdering people but nobody knows who he is. And then the father, I he brings it up, but it seems like he's trying to throw off that people on the trail that he could be the Greasy Strangler, but— these two tourists get visited by the Greasy Strangler that night at their, hotel, at their motel.
0: But that ain't the first time or the last time he's going to bring it up, the father. Right, because <laughs> he definitely likes to...
1: It is weird because it's like, if you are the Greasy Strangler, you probably don't want to bring it up. But he definitely leans into, hey, if I tell you that I am, you're going to think I'm a bullshit artist and not believe me.
0: Yeah. But okay, so you don't know who the black dude was. This dude, I know him from... Uh, a movie that some people probably haven't seen. It's called Grandma's Boy. Yes, and uh, okay. he played Doctor Shakalu. Okay, the, the I knew I recognized Dr. him. Guys, I don't know what he was to him—his advisor, spiritual advisor, or something. I don't know. Yes, I forgot yep. what the weird relationship they had. No, that's but this what it is was, that guy.
1: Yep. Okay, I knew I recognized him. I could not picture. I couldn't figure out where though.
0: No, as soon as I saw him, I knew who he was, and I was like, "That's Doctor Shakalu. And then in the scene we're, we're in right now, where the strangler comes and gets him. Yep. Um, <laughs> then he does the laugh right before that, he and does. this is another moment where they do that port. Like when the dude's trying to say what happened because the chips got stuck, and he's like, "Porta, porta." He just kept, and it goes yes. on for like two or three beats too long. <laughs> they do that throughout the movie though, but they started in it early.
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> the, well, the weird thing is. When they're doing that scene, I sometimes have trouble hearing people. And so, like, there's sometimes where I, like, try to read somebody's lips to figure it out. This scene was so uncomfortable for me because I've literally been like, I'm sorry, you have to repeat yourself. And then I'll do it multiple times. And I'm still just start panicking. I'm like, oh, my God, I have no idea what they're trying to say. And this whole time I'm like, I know the word he's saying. I have no idea what he's trying to say, though. And it was so uncomfortable.
0: Yeah, and the other guy was like, I think he's saying potato. Yes. Oh,
1: potato. And, that, and that's when I knew for sure
0: it was him. Because he does exactly. the laugh he does in that other movie, Grandma's Boy. That he's makes like, sense. oh, he starts doing the laugh. And I was like, yeah, that's him. <laughs> but yeah, that's a, that was a really weird scene. I guess they all are on a... So they're dressed like the 80s, too. I don't know if you realize that. They all yeah. had on, like, really weird suits. They like did, the yeah. So I don't know... When this movie takes place, do we know
1: that? I don't think so. Because, I mean, Cause obviously Janet's it's kind of after... just like
0: the 80s, too, kind of. Right. Because, I mean, it's it.
1: after the 70s because, you know, disco is now, like, in the past. But Big Roddy never... looks really old, though. Right. So I have no idea what era it is, but I almost feel like this movie is just so awkward that it's timeless, where I think it's supposed to be you know, later than the 80s, but people are still kind of throwing the timeline off because of how they're dressing.
0: Okay, yeah, I was, I was never sure, like, what what decade we were in. I know it was, it feels like it should be at least 20 years later. Right. But I don't know that, that it's 20 years later because of the way people are dressed.
1: Because <laughs> I almost feel like if they're going to, for me, I almost feel like it's more of, like, the 90s just because, and I'm almost thinking the Taurus and, like, some of these people are kind of dressing still in the 80s because they're in that awkward time in between where the 80s have, like, left. But nobody has kind of moved on as of yet.
0: How old is uh, Brayden supposed to be? I would Because I think he's supposed to be a lot younger than what he looks, but I don't know.
1: I'm not sure. He's supposed I
0: mean, to be in his 20s?
1: I would Isn't put him that? at his late 20s from how he looks.
0: Oh, really? I, yeah. I mean, he looks to me like 40. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean... I just wanted to share, like, if he's supposed to be 20, because it felt Step Brothers, because I watched that earlier today, and it felt like how, I don't know how old they're, they're supposed to be 40, but they act like 15 or something, like, he feels like 15, almost, like, in the way he acts, but he's supposed to be 20, something, I don't
1: know. So I'm wondering if that's what it is. Because, yeah, I do agree with you. The guy looks to be that way, but the way he acts, which is why I don't know if he's supposed to be, like, developmentally handicapped, because, like, he does act younger. And just the way he kind of was acting is why I kind of was like, well, I wonder if he's, like, you know, pushing 30 right now.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm never clear on that. And he has a – he's not dumb, but he doesn't understand when it's appropriate to – Say and do stuff.
1: Oh yeah, maybe? he brings up so many weird things, especially to Janet, that you're just kind of like, "Why would you say that?"
0: Yeah, it's weird. But okay, so let's let's go ahead and jump in because we do get, we do get our first
1: car wash scene here, right? Yep. Because after he kills those three <laughs> tourists, which kind of what you're talking about, we have that Tromaville like punch to the face, and then he strangles. The um, Indian tourist, and this is kind of interesting, is that the reason they call oh let's talk about that yeah let's talk about that. The interesting thing is they call him the Greasy Strangler because he is covered in lard, which is kind of an interesting idea because it made me think of the idea that Stephen King had for the Dead Zone, where the serial killer in that one only kills people at night, and he wears a rain or he only kills people when it's raining, and he wears a rain slicker. So if you try to like fight him off it's slippery but mm. this outfit he's wearing is outrageous in that he's just <laughs> covered in this lard and I actually did end up reading that it's actually tapioca pudding is why it looks so weird
0: yeah and it's a suit because you can see the yep the suit but I thought it was funny here <laughs> because they actually bring it up and then they don't do it because yep. the two guys two of them are like Let's just tackle him. And I thought, okay, we're going to see him try to tackle him, and they're going to slip off, right? Right. That didn't even happen. <laughs> they didn't even do it. I was like, okay, well, that's that's my first thought. He's a greasy strangler. You can't you grab him right. because you slip off. And they don't, they talk about it, and then they didn't even do it. So I was cracking up at that moment. I was like, okay, what was the point of <laughs> bringing it up and not doing it? it and then interesting, yeah. And then we get the Indian guy, and he's – Telling his life story, and we find out he's got a girl in the bedroom. Yep. And he couldn't get it up, so he's really getting the chips for her. Yep. And he's he's willing to give him a position in his company. This greasy man. Right. He's
1: gonna give him like a spot on the board and have him be like the highest like person. We'll give or, you like... a good
0: office and all that. I'm like, what are you? Yeah. Talking
1: about? <laughs> so yeah, he still gets it. But it's interesting though, because like, I don't know if they're trying to like call us like a cultural thing, because like. Obviously, when somebody's trying to kill you, there's always so many times where people are like, I'll offer them money in order to not be killed, where it's so weird that he is offering him a spot in his company.
0: I think it's just his delivery. Okay. Because he's, it makes it, it's weird because his delivery is stiff. Yeah. And you can tell it's like, he does, like his, I don't know if it's acting or he really didn't understand, like he really was not fast with English, you know what I'm saying? Okay, yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Cuz he's kind of saying stuff fast, but it's like sounds weird his delivery. So I don't know if that's authentic or if that's acting. I don't know. But it comes off the way I think they wanted it to.
1: Oh yeah, no for sure. Like I don't like know awkward. if it's supposed to be intentional, but it definitely fits the tone.
0: And what he's wearing like some I don't know what kind of underwear those are.
1: <laughs> I'm not sure either. <laughs> it's
0: it doesn't it look I don't know. I don't even know, man. It's not even it's, it's not a waistband, I don't think.
1: I don't think there is either.
0: <laughs> it feels like it folds over, so I don't know what they were, but they were shiny, whatever they were. But, but anyways, um, I think it's funny when he goes to the car wash because that's where we meet our blind guy. Yep. I don't know what his name was. Did they say his name?
1: Um. Yeah. It's uh, I think his name is Paul, but they call him Big Paul as well.
0: Big. Yeah, it's a lot of big people. But um, what is? <laughs> I don't think you could get that clean in a car wash, honestly. Well the
1: one thing is it's definitely dangerous because those things would really hurt you because I mean, if you think about it I feel like it, it would rip your eye out. Yes. I really it would definitely like it. hurt. But I think it's hilarious that we get to see this type of thing where Ronnie keeps cleaning off of the grease like all the yeah all the grease off of him. And we get literally the same exact scene where he's getting the heck beat out of him by some of the car wash things. And then we see him as he's getting blow dried by the like massive like heat dryers. Mm -hmm. And he's completely nude every time that he does this. And I will admit, like, it doesn't get repetitive, but it's hilarious.
0: Every kill we see this. Yep. (laughs) And then we meet our blind guy here who he's still dressed like it's the 80s, maybe.
1: I don't know. Yep. But and it seems like these two used to go to all the disco clubs together. I don't know if he was always been blind, but I do think it's weird that he knows that it's Ronnie that comes to the car wash, but he never is driving a car. So I think it's kind of interesting that this guy doesn't think anything's overly weird about that.
0: I feel like he knows though, right? He must know. Because he said he- I don't know if you if you did you catch his dialogue? Cuz well, he know- says a couple times things that make me think that he knew he said you've been coming here a lot you've been you've been what did he say you've been coming to the car wash a lot and then he was like and we don't we don't go disco dancing that much no more because you're always busy at night oh yeah so that's I think that I feel like that he knew I feel like that's why what happens to him later happens maybe.
1: It is, and I also think it's interesting is that I believe there's a part where they're having dialogue where Ronnie tells him that he's not the Greasy Strangler, and the guy didn't even bring it up. So I feel like that could <laughs> he also He does that impact. to everybody,
0: though. He does, Everybody yeah. that says something to him, he says, it's because you think I'm the Greasy Strangler, and nobody even knows who that is exactly. So, no, nobody
1: thinks you're the Greasy Strangler. <laughs> But he tells everybody, everybody. He does. He roughly does. And I mean, we should also bring up here is that another reason why you'd probably assume that he is, is that Big Ronnie has a very weird obsession with grease and his food.
0: Yeah, that's a really gross part of this movie because he's always cooking food in his underwear in the sun. Yep. And he's got to make it extra greasy or he gets mad. Yep. Yep. And we were talking about this, like, the amount of grease he's just eating. Like, he should have health problems. He should be... But he doesn't. He's, like, super strong for an old man
1: or something. Yeah, and he's he's super skinny to an extent, too.
0: Yeah, he's not buff, but he's not in bad shape. He's just... A weirdly skinny dude. But all that fat, and I don't know, and that's... I guess he is eating other stuff with it. Yeah. But I feel like like blood pressure, or cholesterol, or something.
1: Well, that's something yeah, that's to be deb- bad. exactly what I was thinking. Is that the amount of grease that he's ingesting? He probably should have like a quadruple bypass by now.
0: And he's got to smell awful, right? <laughs> Even though he went through a car wash, I mean the amount of grease coming through his pores has got to be awful. Well,
1: we we're kind of talking about this: is that if you don't eat all that healthy, like if you know somebody who literally like never eats anything healthy like they sometimes especially when they sweat do kind of have a smell to them just because like i don't know if it's like the acidity or something in it but it definitely he would reek i'm assuming just because i mean we're seeing him dip like a hot dog like bun and all into like lard and we see him like dumping it all over his popcorn where it's coming out almost like a little bit like melted bacon grease almost
0: yeah, that's gross. Yeah. <laughs> so do you want to, um, do you want to talk about um, the date? Where, where do you want to go next, man? The dating? Or you want to talk about some of the characters that we're going to meet here? Or um, you just talked about the hot dog, man.
1: We can talk about um, him. And then, yeah, we could probably then shift over to talking about um, Janet when she now has, you know, kind of entered into these two men's lives.
0: Okay, so let's so we we start with Janet and then we get to Hot Dog Man and after yep. that. too. So. Okay, so Janet walks up. She was in the original tour that we saw yes. with the the three guys that got killed earlier. Yep. And she's she's got eyes for him cuz she was kind of giving him eyes already and they talk. Yep. It's a really weird conversation, which every conversation is weird in this movie. Right. <laughs> it's always either oversharing or awkward moment to tell that story it's always right. weird and nothing's yep. <laughs> nothing's a comfortable story you would actually tell i think
1: <laughs> no they are definitely not
0: no but um anyways so they end up for some reason hitting it off i guess yes yep so they're gonna end up going on a date so is it um before this or after this when no this is after this when uh the dad sees Naked in his mind and wants to
1: talk to her. Is that this moment? Um, I wrote a I, note, but I don't know if this is after that or. I think that is after, it, if memory serves, because I think, at Cause first, because they're
0: walking off together, I think, and he sees her like she's naked, right. and he's like, I can't, I want to get some of that, or he says something, something to that effect.
1: Well, because his first thing that he does is that he tell when Braden tells him that he's gonna take her on a date. Ronnie is pretty much saying how he has no experience with women, how he's still like a virgin and everything, and how he shouldn't go on this date, and then we also kind of get the idea here that Ronnie is worried about being left alone, and that his son is going to leave him, so he's trying at first to discourage him, and I think that comes after he sees them leave, and then he starts to fantasize about being with her, and that's his way of ruining them two as a couple.
0: Yeah, that's true. So it might be something like that, but yeah, because I I never knew because he was looking at her and I was like, is this guy just hard up or what? I don't know. Right. But we we we'll get to it later in the movie, kind of some ideas of what it could have been. But um, so this date they go on, they go to a where did he say they were going to go to? A hot pot or something?
1: I think so. so.
0: It's the places that they go on dates to <laughs> don't don't match what <laughs> what's going on in the rest of the movie. Right. He's not making anything really crazy in the movie, but, like, greasy stuff, so... Right. It's weird that... It seems fancy, but then when you see the restaurant, it doesn't seem fancy. <laughs>
1: no, I mean, it kind of just seems like... I, I mean, like, a restaurant that's... I mean, it's not high class. Right, yeah. In the neighborhood... I mean, I feel like if you're looking at it in your maps on your phone, it's going to be, you know, one dollar sign is how expensive these places are. And there's
0: a dollar store next to it, and there's something else on the other (laughs) side of it. It's like one of those kind of places.
1: Depending on the type of food it is, like, the dirtier it probably is, the better it tastes. Like, you don't necessarily want to know why, but, like, that's just how it seems to work.
0: Yeah. I mean, and, hey, I love those those kind of – when you find a really good place like that – that's, it's it's incredible to have that. It in grosses your, like, out
1: my fiance, but that is how I kind of determine my favorite Chinese places that I go mm-hmm. to without her, because yeah. I'm like this place. I don't want to know how many health violations they have, but for whatever reason, this place is good.
0: Man, I had a place like that. There was a burger place, man, and me and my family used to go. Yeah. And it was just on the corner of this really weird shopping center with like two other like weird restaurants and like a laundromat and a yeah. bingo hall. It was yeah. random. But it was the best burgers, man, and it was cheap. Like, you could tell them, like, add bacon and add everything you want on your burger, and it was, like, a dollar extra or something. It was ridiculous.
1: Wow, but
0: I never wanted to go in that kitchen and see nope. what was back there. Don't want to Because I can just it. only imagine. It was two brothers, so I could just only imagine that
1: yeah.
0: it was not nice back there. So, yeah, but so let's imagine this is one of those kind of places, I guess. Yes. Yep. But, okay, so something interesting here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Janet brings up that the tourists were dead, found dead. Right. Here, I thought it was weird. Should I bring that fact in that I talked about or not? Yeah, might as
1: well because, like, when you told me during the pregame, I was actually quite shocked, and then I was like, it connected so many dots there.
0: So the director, when he was talking about the movie, so I don't know if we mentioned it or not, but there's a a cut of this movie that's like 2 hours and 15 minutes. Yes. So they took out about 45 minutes of footage. One of the scenes they took out was... Janet was the the girl that was actually with the Indian man. Yep. And they had a whole scene where they were together. And like he said, he couldn't get it up or whatever. And then she tells him to go get the chips. So that's a whole scene. So she came out from the room and found him dead type deal. So that's that was the original cut is how it went. So that kind of gives you an idea about her that she's she was with them really. with, And I wonder, to be honest with you, to be honest, yeah. based on the movie, I wonder if she was going to visit the other guys later in the night because they all had on weird pajamas, like they I mean, were about to do something fancy.
1: I mean, I don't necessarily want to drag her, you know, reputation, you know, through the mud or anything, but I would not be surprised
0: if she was going to make a visit to. I, maybe I don't know. We'll, we'll 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 determine that as we go through the movie.
1: <laughs> fair enough. But
0: I think it's a it's a fair point, at least a fair way to look at it. She could have. Yeah. But okay. So, anyways. Where are we at now? Uh, oh, th- let's talk about this weird uh, dinner story about uh, Ricky Prickles.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: So, let me ask you, how much of this is bullshit artist and how much really happened, you think? Um, Using the term from the movie.
1: Yeah. I, I,
0: might, I, may, I may keep that, man. That's kind of funny. I
1: definitely <laughs> think some of it's BS. Um, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if this Ricky guy... Cause I don't remember everything he said in the story, but I do. Be- I personally kind of got okay, the re- idea of seeing him. That- I remember
0: the story. <laughs> oh yeah, go
1: ahead and fill me back in. And okay, I so kinda- this is the
0: story he tells her. Yeah. He was like, so when my mom got divorced from my dad, she married Ricky Prickles. Yes. And he's a what was he a teach a coach? He's a coach for some football team or something.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that now.
0: And he's got a six pack, and he was like. And he made me look at his six-pack, and he made me punch it. And it felt like punching sausages in a freeze-dried bag. (laughs) And he was like, and he's like, and it kind of hurt. And then he made me do crunches with him. And we had to do crunches. And then I got so sick, I just threw up orange fizzy (laughs) from it. And then he got mad at me. And then then, this is where it gets crazy. And then he got mad at me, and then he molested me. And then he, uh, what did he say? And then he sexually harassed me. And and then she was like, oh, my God, how old were you? 18. <laughs> but I had, but then he was like, but I had long blonde hair and I had like a real thin five o'clock blonde beard. And I was like, OK, this is bullshit. <laughs> this story is bullshit because there's I believe... no way you had that kind of hair no. 10 years ago, maybe no. you're saying
1: I believe up until the point where he was molested, I do believe he was probably sexually harassed. Because if this guy is that type of guy that he's talking about, I could definitely see him, you know, using derogatory terms towards him. But I don't necessarily believe that he was molested by this guy, though.
0: Yeah, I think that's that's where it gets in. I think the first part happened after the throw up. He was just adding something on top. Right, but you're at dinner. You're at dinner. Why would you?
1: you In regular life, I don't
0: think you would tell that story at dinner. (laughs) <laughs> Cause whenever, so like like you're still kind of young, David. So you don't have kids yet. But when kids get older, not older, but like younger kids, yeah, they say things inappropriate all the time. So it's a lot of times as a parent, we have to tell your kid like, no, 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 don't don't talk about that right now. We're trying to eat.
1: Uh, I can imagine because
0: they don't they don't even care. They just say whatever. Right. So I don't know if that's just giving into that his, you know, slow developmental issues or whatever or. That he doesn't have that switch to know not to say that shit.
1: Like that social awareness that like this isn't appropriate right now.
0: Yeah, he doesn't seem to have that at all. (laughs) Because he will say anything. But this is a weird... It's a really weird date, but she likes him. Like, she's really into him after this. (laughs) And then she takes him home and, and... I felt like uh, Bobby Boucher from Waterboy he was like, yeah. <laughs> and she showed me her boobies, and I liked them too. <laughs> it was kind of a moment like that because he seemed mesmerized. Because I'm assuming he's never seen a pair of boobs before.
1: I'm assuming as well, but it's also awkward because he goes to like suck on them or at least kiss them, and she's like, "Yeah, I didn't say you could do that." And then I'm like, "Oh, that, that, that all right, that's." I mean, she still obviously likes him because they see each other after that, but that was super awkward.
0: She has a couple moments like that with him, and something the director said, I'm going to throw that in here now, too. Yeah. He said that he wanted this character to be very sexual, like how you would see, like... Okay. Okay, he didn't say this, but this is what I equate it to. Kind of like how Sharon Stone is in Basic Instinct. Okay, yeah. Like, he didn't say that. I'm saying that. But the way he described it, that's what I saw in my head. But he wanted her to be, like... The way she is like awkwardly built and all that but they want but he wanted her to have that persona kind of where she's like down to do whatever anytime very sexual so I, I feel like that, her doing this is like a weird domination thing or something oh uh,
1: that makes sense though I can see that
0: like not until I tell you like I feel like and there's another moment where he's trying to talk to her and we'll get to and she kind of gives him the silent thing he's like you've been silent treatment and she's like <laughs> shaking her head yes do you want me to do something? Like, so he's kind of making him a... What do you call it? A submissive? <laughs>
1: yeah. that's Maybe. Yeah, I, I can see that.
0: Because I feel like maybe she likes that about him. I don't know. Because she's weird. She's she's a I weird mean, character.
1: <laughs> I almost kind of got the vibe as well, though, that she seems to kind of like these guys that she can dominate. So I definitely see the submissive, like, like kind of training him to be that way.
0: So... As we're getting into it, so like, while they're on the date, we can go back to Hot Dog Guy because yep. Big, Big Ronnie's got to find his own dinner that night. Yep. So he goes and gets a hot dog from this really weird character that's, I don't know who this guy is supposed to be. He feels like a character from some other movie. <laughs> well, I mean, this movie's weird, so everybody feels like a character from another movie. But he's got like a weird, I'm not thinking what it would be like. He's got like the slick back hair, the kind of weird suit, but he's got on shorts (laughs) and he's got a hot dog stand in the middle of nowhere selling chili dogs for $3 a pop. (laughs) So big, so big Ronnie gets the chili dog and he's like, Oh, I need some extra grease on it. How, how much grease comes off a hot dog? Can I ask you that? To where you would have a big bucket of grease under it? I have
1: no idea because I mean,
0: I don't feel like when I cook hot dogs, there's a lot of grease. I don't even like grill them or cook. I don't know.
1: I was going to say, the only time I've ever noticed anything is, like, once they've already been cooked, like, on the grill, that when you cut into them, there's, like, juices that come out. And that's usually probably because, especially if you have ones that are, like, have more, like, pork meat in it. But mm-hmm. I... But not a
0: big bucket full of grease. No, unless I he's have been no idea why time. he
1: has that.
0: Because I don't feel like, I don't feel like regular hot, unless it's smoked sausage, I don't feel like you would produce a lot of grease to fill it up.
1: That's even kind of the weird thing when Brayden is making him food the one time because he is making, like, sausages for him, and he's got, like, the grease on it that he's not even happy about is so thick that it's sitting on it almost, like, it just makes it have a weird texture.
0: Yeah, because usually if you're making sausage, you kind of wipe that off. Right. But he's letting it just sit there and bubble out and just sit there and then adding more grease (laughs) on top. Everything he serves him is... Like you would pour the grease out, and then you would like, dab the meat up and take the grease off the meat before right. you served it. Like, you wouldn't just serve it like this with all the grease <laughs> just like that. So it's, it's weird. And he did okay. So let's he dips the hot dog in the grease. Yep. And what is this guy's catch uh, catchphrase? I'm gonna lose my license. You can't do that. I'm gonna lose my license. Right. That oh,
1: what? like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I think he was getting a... I think he says something along the lines as well that I'm, like... It's against the health department. You can't yes, put that much exactly. grease in Exactly. Yeah, it. that there's, like, an acceptable amount of grease, and by doing that, it's exceeding it, and he'd lose his license, which I, I mean, I... Is
0: you know, that a thing? I don't even
1: know. <laughs> I had no idea. I mean, when I worked in, like, food, like, services for, like, a very limited time, I never really recalled that, but I've also never had anybody ask me, you know, to add extra grease.
0: So... Okay, David, so is that, I'm guessing where you live at, maybe that's not the thing, but maybe that's more of an east, more Eastern hot dog vendors and stuff, is that um, where you
1: live at? Now, when I went you to know, Ohio State- Here in Dallas,
0: we don't have just people with a little hot dog thing outside. See, in when like, I went Dallas. to Ohio
1: State, we did have like a, like chained vendors that would be on campus, where there's a few times where like I would get, because they were super cheap, um- But, yeah, for the most part, it's the same way where, like, I've never seen him outside of that unless I was at, like, a sporting event. Yeah, a sporting
0: event maybe, yeah. Right, but I've never really seen it like
1: that where there's a bunch of them just, like, in big cities like that.
0: Okay, so, yeah, I I, I always imagine New York for some reason when I I see
1: stuff like that.
0: Right. Because here we don't have that. Okay. But, yeah, that guy. (laughs) So pretty much with this guy, we find out that anybody that makes uh, Ronnie mad it's gonna get a visit from the strangler, right? Yep. This is when that's decided because he's gonna come back and visit this guy. <laughs> yep. And take care of him. And it's a, uh, it's really gross when he's eating that hot
1: dog. Yeah. Cause oh, he's yeah. just
0: sitting there, just devouring it. And, but I don't feel like his face is real greasy. He should be extra greasy, right?
1: Right, you'd also assume that when he's eating, like, the hot dog, like you were saying, that he would have to have grease. Like, I mean, I've gotten, like, ketchup or mustard on my face from just having, like, a hot dog. So, like, the amount of grease that he put on it, you'd assume he would have it, you know, all around his, like, mouth area.
0: Yeah, you would think so, but no, that wasn't the case. But it's <laughs> it's gross. <laughs> it's pretty gross. And it, okay, so, hold on, let me make sure we're on my same page. So, he, <laughs> this is a weird scene. It's, I, I actually like how it's shot though yeah when he kills this guy but it gets trauma right here for a second because his eyeballs pop out yep and he's taking a dump and he's got the window open just in the back so that's that's a weird place to put your bathroom with the window open i don't know i don't i don't know if that's really how it would be they just did it like that on purpose but he gets his he gets choked to his (laughs) he gets a trauma style eye pop Yep. And then we get Big Ronnie like go over to the stove and like batter these eyes and yep. cook them. Then he has a candlelight dinner of eyeballs. <laughs> I, I really like that shot for some reason. I don't know why. It was a cool looking shot. I did enjoy
1: that. And then this is also something we'll see a few different times, actually, with the whole eyeball thing, which I think is kind of interesting.
0: Yeah, I they, see that part. I think is interesting because there's there's different movies happening. Yep. And it's weird because the Strangler is the movie, but I feel like that's a different movie happening. Well, it's
1: kind of between interesting. Between the relationship, yeah. What you're saying there, because this movie from this point on really becomes the competition between Ronnie and Braden for Janet.
0: Yeah, which is it's it's a really weird competition. <laughs> yeah. But um, okay. So I think our next our next thing is he's gonna go to the horror movie thing with the winkler guy. Yes. So let's meet, let's meet Oinker. This guy feels, this guy is what feels super John Waters to me.
1: Yeah, this was, I didn't really necessarily understand why this was in there, but yeah, Brayden's best friend is Oinker and he's just a guy who literally has a pig nose over his nose and we'll see later on that for whatever reason he's missing his nose and that is why he has this, you know, covering it up.
0: And he's like a cross dresser or something? Or is that a lifestyle thing?
1: I am not really sure, but he does kind of have very kind of odd-type clothing on.
0: Because the person that, like, tells him what happened to him later in the movie is dressed like a woman, too. So I didn't know if that was, like, I Uh, don't know. I didn't know what the deal was for sure with him. Because he's got on, like, women's shoes and, like, lingerie underwear or something.
1: (laughs) Something like that, yeah.
0: But he's he's got, like, a a cardboard-looking pig nose put over his real nose, which we'll find out is missing. Yep. But it's weird. But he's a weird character, and... They end up going to a horror movie and Big Ronnie. I don't know if he thought they were saying whore or he knew they were saying horror.
1: Yeah, I don't know because I mean, it's also kind of interesting bringing up. Like, Like,
0: did he think they were going to a porn movie and that's why he had to come or he couldn't go?
1: I'm not sure. He was like, I
0: have to go or you can't go or something.
1: Well, I almost feel like him wanting to come is just that, like, because the night before was when he went on the date, so this next night is that, I think Ronnie just has issues with being, like, left alone, and that's why he lives with his son and everything, and why he wants him to always stay with him, so I almost took it was more of just that, like, he had went out the night before, so he's coming out this night no matter what.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't know if it was like, because it sounded like they were saying horror movie. Yeah. Horror movie. So I was like, that's always a weird pronunciation. It is. It's horror a tough one to say horror, sometimes. Horror con. Anything you say.
1: Yep.
0: <laughs> but uh, anyways, so they go to this. This kind of a cool little movie theater, honestly.
1: Yeah.
0: It's like an old school movie theater. It felt like uh, Sleepwalkers, the movie theater in Sleepwalkers. I don't know if you've ever seen that movie. Yep.
1: Yep. We're but it felt
0: that. like that little hometown yep. movie theater. So I don't know if this is a real place or not or a set. I don't know.
1: I'm not sure.
0: It looked like a real like old school movie theater, maybe. Yeah. But I, the guy, the, the guy at the counter was big. Somebody, I don't know who. I forgot what they said his name was. Because he asked for the tickets and he's like, "Thanks, Big uh, Braden." He's like, "Thanks, Big Whoever."
1: I think it's Big Thaddeus.
0: <laughs> Is that what it was? I like, think yeah. so. <laughs> yeah, because he said, like, "Thank you, Big Thaddeus." Okay, maybe yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and they go see this movie and then, yeah, then Ronnie, we get another grease, another extra grease on that. And I and I understand. Listen. <laughs> When you go to a cinema to eat and you get some popcorn, yep. some people like a lot of butter. Yep. I'm kind of in the middle. I like it well buttered, but not overly buttered. Yeah. But some people, I've seen people go to the self-service butter thing and act a fool and just <laughs> coat it. Yep. And then like shake it up and coat it. And I'm like, but Ronnie goes a step further, goes behind the thing and gets it from the, the butter machine thing. <laughs> Yeah. And just pours the butter, the melted butter, all over it.
1: <laughs> and they're eating it with it. I'm like, I don't know, I would have ordered my own popcorn. Screw that. Well, not only that, but it also has this weird, like, where they're not even watching the movie, it feels like.
0: Yeah, it's weird. They're like, they're playing with each other or something. Right. I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> they're there, but they're really just, like, screwing with each other or something. Like, grab assing, kind of. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, and the popcorn would be liquefied it wouldn't be able to throw like that i don't think with all that greasy put in there oh yeah
1: no there's I, I don't feel like there's any way that it would be able to stay like cuz i mean
0: it would be closer to oatmeal and to- <laughs>
1: right cuz like we we make popcorn at home and like we'll try to put butter on it and anytime that we like try to do it with like the microwave it'll just Literally make some of the pieces just kind of shrivel up. So I'm. Oh yeah. The I've amount tried that, of yeah. butter they put on literally would just like liquefy everything. Almost. Yeah,
0: because it melts it, it. It makes it shrink down. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, that sucks. Because <laughs> I've tried that and I've been disappointed with yep. how small my popcorn got. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, but uh, anyways, um, so they meet. We meet him and then like they, they're having a weird funeral for the hot dog guy. Yeah. And like a like a vigil or something. Yep. And then for some reason, Big Ronnie tells the pig guy to steal the grease bucket from the. <laughs> and his cart is just there, like I guess for the vigil, but I don't know. That's it's weird. But he steals the grease, and then he's making him. They're making him dinner. Him, the pig guy, and what's his name, Oinker, Oinker, Oinker. and uh, yep. <laughs> Big Braden are making grease, grease on top of grease. Yeah it's weird it's 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 there's way too much grease and nudity those are the two but in the greasy slasher i don't know what else you could ask for right i
1: mean it's you know it's par for the course
0: yeah okay so let's get into what next uh the weird sex scene with janet and is that next
1: yeah we. where he's
0: like am i doing it right am i doing it right (laughs) is this right janet is this right
1: God, it's so awkward.
0: (laughs) But you don't know he has a micro penis until, I think, another scene later.
1: I think so, yeah. So
0: I didn't understand, like, why he wouldn't know if it was, I can understand the opposite, like, where she might not, because he doesn't, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. So I was kind of confused. It's also interesting, there's something that gets said later on, because I'm almost wondering if she's even, you know, necessarily feeling and everything with what he is kind of packing down there.
0: Yeah, because she... Yeah, there's a line that somebody drops later that says that that she's probably faked it. So, yeah, I think probably. But, I don't know. I think it's weird, man, because... (laughs) uh, I'm sorry. (laughs) I don't know why, because when this scene happens, I'm like... uh, This is something I've heard people say. It's like... (laughs) I don't even want to say it. I'm sorry. (laughs) It cracked me up. Okay, I'm sorry. Because she sticks her finger up his butt and then he makes a really weird face
1: yeah yes he does
0: and i was like because she i think she tells him like be quiet and she licks her finger or something i was like yep (laughs) uh date's over i don't (laughs) Yep. we don't do that we don't do that and then we don't just do that that's not something you just spring on somebody (laughs) (laughs) hey i was cracking up for some reason i don't know why it took me out man i'm sorry no, that's uh, it's, it's, it's weird moments in this movie that take me out. We're going to find that out as we keep going. That was actually one of the that scenes that out. did
1: make me also laugh. Because
0: <laughs> I was like, what are we doing? What is happening in this movie? Whenever stuff happens, I am I find myself saying that, what is, what is going on? Yeah. What is this? <laughs> but, okay, okay. Um, So, the next day, this is your grapefruit scene we talked about in the pregame.
1: Yes. Yep. <laughs> yep, this is where... Big Ronnie literally has a grapefruit and he has put grease on it and is mashing it up with his hands as well as seductively licking it, trying to get Janet to sleep with him. And which I mean, it's kind of a shitty thing for your, you know, your dad to do to you.
0: Yeah. And it's gross. Like he tries to like show her that he has some kind of oral proficiency, I guess. Yep. (laughs) But he tries it several times. And then after this is when he when she's like in the bathroom peeing, and of course we're gonna see it. We yep. got to see it and hear it, uh, cause it's that kind of movie. And then he's like just standing at the door door for a minute, right? And, and then, it's awkward. It's it's really awkward. <sighs> yeah. So, and oh, he I just
1: comes <laughs> in and says he's gonna watch. He's not gonna watch and just brush his teeth, but then literally just watches and has her continue on.
0: And he's naked, of course, so he's trying to show her what he's got. Right. And she looks at him really weird too. But, and this is another moment uh, from the director's interview where he said that, um, I can't remember if it was his dad or his grandpa, but one of them used to walk around the house naked. So when he was younger, he didn't think it was anything weird for like an old man just to be walking around naked, just doing stuff. And he said like, he walked in on his, either, he, either they walked in on him when he was using the bathroom and they brushed their teeth type deal and they told him just keep going or something. So it was like, it was kind of like what happened in this movie. But that was the influence for having Big Ronnie naked in most of the movie because he had an experience where somebody in his family did that.
1: Yeah, that's wild.
0: <laughs> I, I didn't have that in my family, I'm glad. No, me neither. I wouldn't like that. Yeah. <laughs> and I wouldn't be comfortable with that. <laughs> me neither. I don't think I need to see any any of the other males in my family naked. Or females either. But I don't think I need to see <laughs> nope. anybody naked. But some people, are, some families aren't like that. Some families are just
1: Yeah, some whatever. are very open with it, yeah.
0: But that's not how I was raised. I was raised, you got a room, close the door, and change. (laughs) Right. So, that'll do. But, yeah, it's weird. And so, and she looks at him kind of weirdly, but she doesn't look like
1: she likes him. She looks like she's disgusted, kind of. Well, that's kind of what I was getting at and kind of thinking as well. And because this is what ends up leading into where... Ronnie tells Brayden that if they're going to keep dating, he needs to get to know her and he has to take her out. And I mean this is where Brayden, you know, is begging his father not to be a smoothie with her because he's afraid of what his father is going to do.
0: And then we get the <laughs> we get the disco suit. Yep. Uh, <laughs> what is this? This is I a have no idea. A crotch out. It's it's like satin clear material or something. Yep. Over the crotch and it's like a Spaceman 70s, like some, some group would have this probably on, like some group back then would have this with bell bottoms and platforms,
1: I mean, it looks but like it's some kind David of space Bowie suit, would wear.
0: yeah, it's like some weird 70s space, like rock suit, I don't know, Yeah. <laughs> oh, but his shoes, I wish his shoes would have been platform, that would have really set it up, that,
1: yeah, that would have fit,
0: yeah, but it's, he's literally just cock out, just rocking yeah. out, <laughs> for no reason, like I got, was that, was that, I don't think that was ever a trend, <laughs> I know there was a, there was some Prince, Prince had some pants with the butt out, I remember that.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: From when I was a kid, and that being a big controversy.
1: I know what you're but, talking about, yeah.
0: <laughs> I don't remember the front being out in anybody, so I don't I know. don't
1: recall that either.
0: But I'm guessing if you went to studio, was it Studio 54 or whatever, whatever yep. it was called? Yep, I'm sure you probably saw something like that at least oh, I'm once. I'm sure,
1: yeah. <laughs> I mean, you might have to wear something over it, you know, when you're out in public, like, before you get to the club, but, I mean... Outside and of
0: that, and he's gonna take her to this this weird
1: disco. Yep.
0: I I I in my notes. I put zombie disco or a retirement home disco <laughs> night.
1: It yeah, feels it, like <laughs> it's supposed to be a hopping club, but it's literally just him and like one other guy. And he's no, there's creepy. like
0: there's like four guys in there. Oh yeah. You didn't. I don't know what they were drinking. These are the fancy drinks. They're drinking. I don't know what this white thing. It looks like a white pickle. I don't know what it is. Yeah. But there's, as they're kind of panning across, you see a guy at a table, then you see another guy at a table, and there's one more guy to the right of him. Okay. And then just them three on the dance. So there's six people and a DJ, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) But it feels like a retirement home and they just had a disco night in the activities room or something.
1: It really did. And then you have the creepy guy (laughs) who's like air humping behind, you know, uh, Ronnie. (laughs) Yeah.
0: He looks like... That's why I got zombie, because he looks like a zombie. He does, yeah. He's just mimicking. Ronnie's just humping away, and the girl's doing some weird running dance or something.
1: Well, it's kind of funny that you said she was very Velma-like, because that's kind of what reminds me of in, like, the Scooby-Doo cartoons, when they would, like, have them do, like, a weird dance every now and then. Because I feel like that's uh, yeah. how she would dance.
0: Yeah, I buy it. She might have been trying to channel that in her performance. Right. You never know. But, <laughs> yeah, that's it's a really weird scene. And then... We cut right to like a real intimate scene, kind of.
1: Well, this is where it kind of confuses me because of where things end up going, like after this. Because yeah, because what they're on like a park bench, and Ronnie keeps. And coming he still on got his
0: cock it. out. Don't don't forget right. about that. That's that, true. It's
1: <laughs> All out in its glory. And yeah, that's
0: always right front and center in the frame. So. But you like never she
1: shoots him down here, and so I'm like, oh, so she really does like Braden.
0: Yeah, this this confused me for what's going to happen here in just a minute. Right. Because I didn't understand if she loves him and – we'll, 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 we'll talk about it. She's yeah, so a weird it, character.
1: Because then she leaves, and then the next time that she sees Brayden, you know, they kind of talk about it just a little bit, but then, like, this is where we had kind of talked uh, previously, I think during pregame, about how he – Like, the Greasy Strangler keeps striking, keeps killing people, and he is starting to have suspicions that he's going to figure out who the killer is. Oh, because Oinker ends up dying. Yeah, Oinker
0: died. And and that was the last guy they had a... He had a a disagreement with right the father. Yep.
1: And then it's from here, though, that he tells Janet that he's going to figure out who the Greasy Strangler is. But then...
0: But he takes some grease from... From Oinker's crime scene, right? Because yes. he takes Janet with him to, to go investigate this. Yep. I thought it was funny that the body was just there. Was like, they found him dead, and then the body was just there. Right, like they hadn't, right, called, like they hadn't called the police
1: yet or anything.
0: And he just gets some grease from the crime scene? <laughs> right. Yeah, that's it's weird. The way people are just eating stuff that they find is weird in this yeah. movie.
1: <laughs> Agreed.
0: Oh, my God. Okay, so anyways. Okay, this. <laughs> okay, hold on, man. So there's a funny moment that happens. <laughs> okay, so after after that, like, he puts some of it on some toast and gives it to the dad, like, yep. later on. Yep. And the dad's like, oh, this is so good. Where'd you get this from? This is new. And he's like, oh, you might know where I got it from, dad. He tries <laughs> to get all... <laughs> and then the dad, like, gets mad and runs away, right? Yep. But but then he tells Janet, this is the scene. There's another scene that cracked me up. He tells Janet, I'm scared, Janet. You can't come over for your own safety. But we can have phone sex real quick. <laughs> oh, my God. He's yeah. like, we can have really quick phone sex, okay? And then they take you through the entire scene.
1: Yeah. From He's like, okay, let's, let's play in. the game.
0: Yep. Come on, play the game. <laughs> I don't know why that took me out, bro. That took me out. I was like, are you serious? <laughs> but we have time for a phone sex. And in movies, you're always like, you don't ever have time for sex, but... No one's ever made that proposal in a movie that I've seen. Where, that's like, where
1: true. We don't not have time for sex. Are, but let's have phone sex. <laughs> yeah, not unless you are like long distances away.
0: Oh my god! So that's that was random. I I enjoyed that moment. <laughs> I didn't enjoy the long just watching him jerk it, but
1: yeah, yeah, I'm I did liar.
0: enjoy that. That's what they said they were gonna do. I thought that was funny. Okay, so where are we at? Oh, is this is this when she is this when she leaves? No.
1: Well, I think this is right here where like around here is where she ends up coming over for whatever reason and Big Ronnie kind of intercepts her and they kind of have an intimate moment.
0: Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You know what? We forgot about the blind guy because then the blind guy, didn't he died before that. See, stuff is so
1: repetitive in this movie. I'm not sure what happens and what. Order. I
0: forgot because I felt like they went to disco dancing and they told uh, uh, Braden he couldn't come.
1: Right, I do know that. And then happens. they had like a
0: little dinner or something, and then Braden, that's when Brayden like, oh yeah, because yeah, that's what because that's when Braden finds the weird comic book where it's like his dad is drawing a sex comic book with the girl. right. So the other, I didn't understand that, but then this is, yeah. But then when she leaves after this, she does come over. You're right. She does come over, and then after that, they, after the while he's gone, disco dancing, that's when she comes over, and then when she leaves, that's when they meet up. Right. When he's coming back, cause she asks him like, so, cause he gives a really inappropriate story earlier about like coming on girls or something. So she <laughs> asks him when she sees him. The first thing she asks him is like, so did you spray come on girls or whatever? Yep. And he's like, oh, that's top secret, baby or something. <laughs> right. <laughs> But yeah, but this, but but I don't know why she goes with them. I didn't understand this moment.
1: I didn't either. Just because like she didn't seem like she was that interested, and then all of a sudden she is.
0: Because Brayden says like before we get to this moment that he had a plan,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I know we kind of we kind of were bouncing that back and forth earlier. That was this part of the plan is what it seemed like, or not?
1: Yeah, that's what it, I was wondering. But
0: then it gets weird because then they just start having sex. Right. So then it's not, and it's a really that pan down that kind of. Uh, dolly Down thing they do mm-hmm. to him, like, and they show like her massive wig pubic hair. Yep, it's gross. That's a, and he's pouring oil all over her
1: Y'all, yeah, I yeah. Oh
0: god. So,
1: oh god.
0: <laughs> it just feels. It just feels disgusting. Yes. Just thinking about it, and then thinking about having to clean that bed after that, because that oil's got to get down into the mattress, right?
1: I don't. Yeah, I don't know if you could ever get that clean.
0: Oh god. It's, it's gross and it's gross because you have to clean it up, right? <laughs> so uh, I don't know. I don't know why I couldn't just use like like regular oil. I just
1: have to be cooking greasy oil. Greasy. <laughs> yeah, right sure. just... <laughs> we never know why he likes grease so much, right? I don't think it ever kind of gets established. No.
0: And why? <laughs> I don't. We can skip ahead, man. But they're gonna have a few sex scenes. Two sex scenes.
1: Well, then we also too, get many, weird, too
0: many sex scenes.
1: And then we also get these weird chanting of Tootie, oh, Disco Cutie, which <laughs> okay, I think this you is did a... <laughs> have an interesting correlation, too. <laughs> oh, okay. So,
0: this kind of reminded me, man, of uh, Rob Zombie stuff. Yep. And, uh like, the Devil's Rejects, like, that family, like, some of the stuff they do.
1: I oh, think they do it in, of, like in a, like a Thousand Corpses, too.
0: Yeah, Tootie Fruity, um... There's one where she's like, Chinese, Japanese, oh, something, yeah. something. And there's 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 a couple parts in the first one, I think, where they do a weird chant. Maybe, like, I don't know. I'm thinking, because they have a lot of weird cut scenes in that first one where they're just, like, talking about stuff. Right. And I feel like they do a chant in one of those them. But it reminded me of that. And, like you said, like the fruity, fucking fruity, tootie fruity, whatever. Yep. It reminded me a lot of that kind of stuff. So I don't know if that was... An influence or not, or just like maybe they saw the same movie from a long time ago. They did that. And just kind of
1: yeah, I wanted to incorporate something of their own with it.
0: Because Rob Zombie's sim- he's like a horror Tarantino kind of. Yeah. He does pick and choose from some older movies. So, but uh I thought that was interesting. But the, this is another part that took me out for a second because she does it with her butt. <laughs> <laughs> she starts saying it like Ace Ventura style.
1: <laughs> uh, right, and he, I just love that Braden is like, <laughs> he's so. No, butt. not the butt, and I'm like. <laughs> Why does that make it worse? <laughs> it was hilarious because she's literally they they do a close
0: up, of her <laughs> just making her cheeks talk, and I, I busted out laughing again. I was like, "What movie am I watching?" Yep. There's <laughs> several moments where I'm just like, "Where am I right now? Is this reality? <laughs> like, what's going on?" <laughs> oh my god, this movie's hilarious, man. It, there's a lot of hilarious moments there are. in this movie. No, for but sure. it's not it's not funny in in general, but. It has I mean, its moments. Yeah, there's moments. Okay, let's keep going.
1: Um, well, I mean, from around here, I mean, one thing that I just kind of realized that we hadn't brought up is that Brayden has a dream of being like a sci-fi like writer. And this oh, kind of right. comes back it. into play like around here where <laughs> I, I think this actually happens after this other part. But I do know that he does bring this up that he is writing like a story about how... Revenge has been outlawed except for a company that can do that. But also yeah. around here is where Ronnie, when he catches wind that his son is trying to prove that he's the greasy strangler, that he poses as a detective <laughs> by the name of Jody with long fingernails and what comes over was that? <laughs> and tells him to give up his investigation that there's nothing they can do.
0: He's doing a weird accent. He's dressed yep. like the 70s, like a 70s guy.
1: Well, it's funny uh, he's though, got it's some like, braces or something. Right. Yeah, they're. he's got braces on his upper teeth, and it's like, how would you not notice that? This, but I mean, I guess you know. I mean, the Superman face is idea. the
0: dad's face. I mean, I guess you can right. say. I mean, he's got a, uh, he's got a, some shades on, but I mean, come on. Right. He talk every once in a while. He loses the accent, and he's just talking
1: like the dad. Right. To talking <laughs> straight normally with him.
0: But I don't know. It's it, it was it felt kind of like that. Uh, have you ever seen Tusk? Yep. It almost felt like that weird performance that, uh, who was that in that movie? Is it Johnny, Johnny Depp? Johnny Depp. It felt almost like that weird performance.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I could see that. That's like a yeah. really
0: off, weird performance. But the fact that I don't think they understand
1: that that's him, though, right? I don't think they're catching on that it's him, and that's why they get so dis- discouraged at the end.
0: Yeah. So it was, that was weird. But he's like, I'm still going to look for him on my own then, or whatever. Right. But, but yeah, but you know what? I'm glad you brought up his stories because he actually told uh Janet about that at the beginning after their first date. He told yep. her about his wanting to be a writer and the stories he had. And he's got the pictures of the covers he's hand-drawn kind of deal. Yeah. Which, you know what? That's actually, I, I kind of like his story idea. It's kind of cool. It's actually I'd be not a bad one at
1: all, yeah.
0: Yeah, I'd be interested in something like that. That's a nice sci-fi type thriller or something.
1: Right.
0: <laughs> so. So it's interesting that he's very creative. I guess that's what they're showing us. He's got a creative mind.
1: What's also kind of interesting, though, is that him bringing up this story that he's writing, he tells us to Janet, and this is what kind of sways her back to, like, leaving Ronnie and going with Brayden. Oh, this is that
0: long, that very long scene where we know for sure that she's got a wig on.
1: Right. And then, yeah. (laughs) And so, like, this kind of, like, gets us to where, you know, she kind of jumps back ship, which... I don't know, this is all kind of just weird that she had left him and then comes right back to him now.
0: This is a cinematography thing they do that I, I really did like them.
1: Yeah. Even
0: though they hold it just a little too long for my taste. Mm-hmm. But how they kind of, like in this scene we are talking about, they're kind of just coming out, coming out of that shot. And then we kind of pan over to the left and we see that Big Ronnie's there just listening. Yep. And then there's oh, one yeah. there's one scene like where they're talking in the front of the yard or something. And then we kinda pan up and we see like or we kinda dolly up and we see like uh what's his name? Crane or we do like a crane shot kinda and you see uh he's up there listening to him. Right. There's a few shots like that where like they and he's under well, we'll get to that later, but he's under the bed in one shot. Yeah. And they kinda go down and you see that he's under there. I like I like that shot, but they did do that a few times.
1: I agree. Yeah. They, there is some, some good, good cinematography here.
0: There really is. There there really is some good cinematography. I I will give them that for sure. But okay, where are we at? Where we got now?
1: Um, I know we kind of already brought up that the blind guy has already been killed, and like he ends up getting picked off by the Greasy Strangler. But then this is, I believe, where he goes after Janet because of her going back with Brayden. And this is kind of the weird kind of, uh, I mean, I guess the beginning of the climax here is that yeah. Brayden does confirm that his father is the Greasy Strangler by finding this giant barrel in his closet of that type of different grease, and Brayden decides that he's also going to become a greasy strangler as well.
0: Yeah, because whenever the dad takes her, then he has like a freak out moment, and he just runs out to the middle of the street and just has a freak out, and then he jumps in the bucket. But, why? (laughs) I still don't understand why. I don't either. He just had a mental break, so that's why? I don't know. Yeah. Because I felt like he was... Well, we're going to talk, let's talk about it. So, he how does he know where they went?
1: I am not sure.
0: Is he just following grease on the ground? It not? must be.
1: He's following greasy footprints. But if that's the case, you'd think that they'd be able to figure it out like immediately then.
0: And why would he take her way to the theater? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That's not really a question to ask in this kind of movie, I guess.
1: <laughs> What's well, also interesting, the... though, is I think here is where they're kind of establishing that... Once they get covered in grease, they go animalistic.
0: Yeah, that's a weird thing they're saying. Because I know the dad does, and he's kind of doing it.
1: Yeah, because he's, like, growling and stuff.
0: Yeah. Like, he's letting go of yourself or something? I think so. It's a weird transformation, I guess. Because, yeah, I mean, I can feel it when, when uh, Big Ronnie does it. Because he always has a weird, like, growling that he does. Right. Oh, you know what? was No, maybe not. But there was a scene where they just, like, he just growls at him, and that's all that happens. <laughs> Oh. He just looks at him and growls. Is he teaching him how to growl or something? I don't know.
1: I'm not sure if that's here or if this is what happens after what happens with Janet.
0: No, no, no. It's before that because it's after the sex scene with Janet that okay. the dad has. And then, like, they're just walking. This is, this is, remember they have, like, a three-minute bullshit artist, harsh yes. shit artist. Yes. It's, it's after that.
1: Okay.
0: There's a scene after that where they're just walking and then he just growls at him. And he's looking at him, and he just keeps growling at him, and then he walks away. So I like, wonder if he's, like, telling him that he's got an animal side thing or something. I don't know. Right. It's weird. But, um, okay, so where are we at now, man? Um, I the
1: believe way, we're end being, to end is that, yeah, that...
0: Ronnie just jumped in there, and he follows him to the movie theater.
1: Right, and then Ronnie is attacking Janet, but once Braden shows up, he actually helps his father kill Janet.
0: Yeah, that was that was kind of weird, too. Cause at first I thought, I thought he was having sex with her at first, and then right. he's choking her, and then we get another uh, Tremoville visit here where the eyes just pop out. Yes, we do. <laughs> and then they just eat them, they just pop them like pop like jalapeno poppers, <laughs> they just pop them in their mouth and eat them. And I guess it tastes good when you're an animal. Eyeballs taste good, I guess. It must be. A greasy animal.
1: <laughs> okay, <laughs> this... so this is
0: where it gets really weird.
1: <laughs> yeah, cause then we end up figuring out that and actually this is something i heard about in i actually watched an interview with michael st michael's and it appears that i guess the whole theme of this movie is that ronnie wanted brayden to be more like him but he needed to have that side of him come out so by him becoming a greasy strangler his father is now loves him even more and now they've realized that they are you know very similar to each other
0: yeah, I mean it kind of plays like that. If if you know that, I can I can see that correlation kind of making that, right? Because uh, there's cause they have this beach, beach chat here. Yep. And then you kind of get the feeling that that's kind of what it is, maybe because he's telling them like you know she she was no good for you anyway. She was trash. Right. And he's like kind of getting them to agree with them or whatever, and so they kind of bond over that type deal. Which is weird. Yeah, because
1: then, I mean, this is really what kind of ends, like, ends the movie out, is that we have this weird thing where they're out in oh, the Oh, yeah, because he
0: he suggested they go kill the Ricky Prickles. Right, day. yep.
1: Yep, because we see them chase after right. him and then go after him, and then we also get weird scene where they see themselves tied up and being executed by firing squad, and they have, like, gone back to nature as greasy stranglers.
0: Yeah, and we were talking about that earlier, and I I don't know did did you hear anything where they said definitely what what it was? Cause to me I didn't know I felt like it was either as Greasy Stranglers they were seeing their regular lives like like being ended, and they were gonna go on as Greasy Stranglers, or either they were actually getting killed and then they were imagining themselves going on as Greasy. So See, I don't know which part was imagination.
1: I took that the firing squad is imagination, and it's literally just them um giving up their humanity to become these type of like monsters.
0: Okay. Yeah, and I I think it's kind of whatever you want to read it cuz it's not that's what it that's what it seems like but you don't I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> nothing in this movie is meant to have a specific meaning, I don't think.
1: Right, it's very cut and dry.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's really weird. Okay, man. So um that's pretty much how it ends, man. At that point, we get confetti and champagne out of their heads and they <laughs> right. got some sticks and they they run at the camera with sticks. <laughs> <laughs> right, so tell me man, what we want you want anything else you wanna cover or you wanna jump into reviews of this
1: i uh, I think that's really all I had to go over with it, so I mean unless you had anything else, I would say it was getting uh some of the ratings,
0: okay, I'm ready for it, man, okay oh yeah <laughs> there was um okay, there's one more scene that I thought was kind of funny Yeah. um i I just wanna mention it real quick before we get into reviews, but uh whenever they first have the sex scene like and that's why I don't know because like she's. Acting like she's really enjoying the the dads' sex because she's making weird faces and stuff, what? and then Brayden's like in his room crying. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a skit on Chappelle's Show they did where like, it was like the Real World, which most people probably don't even know what that is nowadays. But it was a reality show from MTV, and uh, where people yes, like people, people live together. But anyways, long story short, they did one on there where like, this one guy's girlfriend like was with another guy, his roommate. And he's just sitting there crying, watching him have sex. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> and it's just horrible. like that. And the dude's like, hey, shut up. We're trying to make love over here." And he's just crying. <laughs> Damn, that's ruthless. It's it's, it's, it's super funny, though, because he's just crying. <laughs> <laughs> and it's all blacklight. But I, it made me think of that because like I, I, I was waiting for the dad to be like, "Braden, shut up. I'm trying to have sex. I, I was waiting for the dad to say something like that. Right. But he did it. but that would have been just something for me, but the director didn't make it for me. So Right. <laughs> okay, so okay, let's jump into the reviews. Man. I just have to that was on my mind I had to say that.
1: <laughs> hey, no, it's uh I can see the correlation there that you're going for.
0: <laughs> All right, man. So what? So you wanna go first or you want me to go first?
1: Uh how about you go first this time?
0: Alright, man. Uh so acting. The acting in the movie. Yeah. You know what? I actually think even though it's such a really weird movie, I think all these people have to play these characters. Yeah. So I'm actually going to give them a lot of credit for the acting. I'm going to actually give it a four. Because okay. I feel like all these characters are so way out there Yeah. that all these people have to be playing a role. Not. I don't think anybody's just being who they are. I don't know about the Michael St. Michael's guy. Yeah. I don't know if that's just who he is. And he's just really a guy that can bullshit and just give random dialogue. I don't know. But... Everything felt like people acting as these characters, so and okay. I thought they did a good job to keep it really weird and awkward and yeah. make it seem like what they were trying to make it seem like.
1: Okay. Um, for me, I came in a little bit lower on it only because, like, I don't have any issues necessarily with the acting. I just feel like they are, I think actually probably my more issues are with kind of how the characters are written. But I actually came in with a two point five for the acting, just because it's it was very middle of the pack. Where I don't think anybody's great, but I definitely could like they definitely embody the characters. Where I don't think it's horrible.
0: Oh wow! So yeah, we had a big difference on that. But yeah, I mean, I I gave it a four just because uh just like I said for the characters. I thought they seeing them like talk. I just thought they were really different <laughs> kind of characters. They, they, they definitely are. It. Okay, so what's what's next on here? The way it looks, cinematography. Yes. Uh, I, I was at about a three. Okay. On that, I think they had some good cinematography. But, um, I mean, I actually thought the cinematography was good, and I liked a couple of the shots. Mm-hmm. But it really wasn't a lot they were yeah. doing, I guess. So it really was. I mean, some of the shots were, like, I like the horror movie kind of intro shot where you see, like, the big lights and stuff. Right. I like a lot of the kind of Dolly stuff and some of the... But it's just, they did it with those extra beats, so mm-hmm. sometimes I yeah, I didn't like it. But I like the te- they had You can tell the technique was there. They were just doing stuff on purpose. You know oh, I mean? for
1: sure. Yeah.
0: So that's why I just gave it a 3. It could have been probably a 3.5, but I gave it a 3.
1: We're actually very similar on this one, though, because I came in with a 3.5 on it because, like you said, there's some really good cinematography here. I thought that most of the effects were pretty solid. I mean, I like the suit for the Greasy Strangler. I mean... Some of the effects are a little bit cheesy, but I still kind of have a soft spot because it does kind of fit the movie. So that's where I came in with that.
0: Yeah, and I feel like 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 a lot of stuff, anything that looks bad, it was kind of on purpose. It wasn't like they did it, like, right. oh, for sure. trying to make it look good. You know what I mean? Yeah, so. Okay, so yeah, uh, for sure. music in the movie. Um, I'm at, I think I'm going to be at probably a 2.5 to 3. Okay. I, I'm, there's there's a couple songs that I did actually kind of like, but the tone was so weird that it didn't really, it helped to make it weird, but it didn't fit the movie really. So I'm probably going to go 2.5 okay. for that one, but I did like a couple of the songs. I really did. It just, for this movie, like, it had to be weird, but it didn't really fit the movie, but I could, I liked the song, a couple songs, if that makes right. sense.
1: That was actually kind of funny because this is where we're gonna kind of differ. Is that I actually really like the soundtrack. It mm-hmm. it is weird and it gives it such a weird vibe. So I came in with a four point five, and oh, wow. I'm not you gonna really lie. Like it. this <laughs> might be one where I am gonna look into. I don't know if I'll buy it, but if I can find it where I can make sure that it's on like a playlist or something, I would definitely listen to this. Not all the time, but I would listen to it at like if I'm in that type of mood for this kind of weird kind of type music.
0: Okay, well, see, you might be more of a music guy, I'm not really a big music guy, so.
1: I'm not normally either, unless something really kind of just strikes me, and I think because it kind of fits, like, the 70s type music that I like in, kind of like Italian cinema, that mm-hmm. it kind of just hits, like, a sweet spot for me.
0: Oh, okay, well, hey, it's okay to like anything you want to like, That's <laughs> so, I'll true. You, That's exactly. like I you I, I like, like I said, I like a couple songs in there, that yeah. I'll probably check them out later and see, what, see who made them and stuff, but. Yeah, but besides that, like it just felt weird in the movie. Oh, for okay. sure. Okay, so let's talk about what's next, plot, the plot yep. of the movie, the story. It's uh, a, <laughs> there's not really a plot, I mean, kind of, With what you said, that kind of makes it a plot, kind of, Right. But it's loose, everything's kind of loose. <laughs> yes. So, I'm going to be at about a, I'd say a
1: 2.5. Okay.
0: It could be a 3, but I, I think I'm going to go 2.5 just because... I like the Strangler stuff, but there's really no reason for anything. (laughs) Right. So I don't know. I mean, like you said, like what you said, there's a reason maybe with that. Janet's who she is. I mean, but I don't know. It's just for it to be really a serious plot. I I need more answers than what they gave. And they really were just having some fun, I think. So I think I'm going to go. It could be a three, man, but I'm going
1: to go 2.5. See? Actually, I'm just below you. I came in with a 2 only because I really do, as you said, I like the Greasy Strangler idea. It's kind of an intriguing one. If they would have fleshed that out more, I would have went higher. And I just think because they decided that they didn't really necessarily want to have, like, a cohesive story necessarily to go along with it, I can't really go too much higher than that. I mean, the highest I could probably go would have been a 2.5, but I came in with a 2 because of just what it's kind of lacking.
0: And on that same note, man, like... Something I thought was kind of weird because you don't really see that in movies. Mm-hmm. We know who the killer is, and but we're with him the whole time. Yeah, like most of the movie, we're with the killer, but he never feels like he's the killer. If that makes sense, right? <laughs> it's a really weird dynamic where like he never feels threatening until he's until he's got on the grease, right? But we're seeing him the whole time. Like we never see any. Usually, you don't see the killer the whole time unless it's like a twist at the end or something, right? So, I think that was kind of (laughs) weird. That was a weird way to go about it.
1: It is definitely a weird way.
0: So, yeah, I'm with you, man. Like, it's a weird story. Okay, experience. This is kind of a weird one because...
1: Yeah, I
0: agree. Like I said, like, I probably won't watch this multiple. It's not like a movie I would pop in, like, randomly a lot. Right. I don't think. Mm -hmm. So, and the... the... It was awkward, but it's not my kind of awkward, really. (laughs) It's not the kind of... Like, I think I said it before... It was kind of like a Napoleon Dynamite feel, kind of trauma yeah. feel. Feel, it's a it's a weird mix of things, but it's not the kind of mix that I'm usually into. Yeah. Uh, so my experience was kind of low. I'm gonna be at probably about a, a two point five. Okay. I could actually be at a three, because there are some things that I did really like about it, and there are some moments that did make me laugh out loud.
1: Yeah.
0: But I could be at a three, but I'm. I think I'm gonna end up at a two point five.
1: Okay. Yeah, it's interesting. Like, I'm a little bit higher there. I came in with a 3.5 only because I didn't know what to expect. I did like some parts of it, and I did have fun with it. I am with you, though, I don't necessarily know if I'll ever watch this again. And to be honest, I feel like my experience put, could potentially go down every time that I watch it. And so I'm at a 3.5 with this first viewing, but I'm definitely I'm not sure it'll, if it'll... That's probably the
0: highest I'll ever go for that. Yeah, because it's it's so repetitive that I yeah. think rewatching it you won't you won't learn anything. because even I have tried to rewatch it just to make sure I didn't miss anything. Right. And I didn't even finish watching it. It's just like I don't know, like movies like that for me, like the slower pace, kind of depraved, weird. Like that's not funny to me. So it's not it's not like a movie where I pick up little things. Now I mean, you may pick up little things if you watch it again that you didn't pick up. Yeah, but I just don't think, like you said, I don't think the experience will get better. Right. I don't think it's a movie like like some comedies where it's so much funnier the more you watch it. I don't think this is that.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: (laughs) I think the first time is going to be all the shock value and all the funniness will be there for that first watching only. (laughs) So yeah, like I said, I'm two point five on that for sure. Okay. And I I agree with you, man. That's that's how I felt. Okay. Um, So let me see here. One second. So anything else you want to uh, talk about on the film?
1: Nope, not yet.
0: All right. Um, so I think with my, I'm going to end up at about a 60% on this. It's not it's not my kind of movie, but I do think that if you're into, like I said before, like some of the trauma stuff, some of the Napoleon Dynamite type, type movies, I think this might be a movie you really would like. I think you would think it's really funny probably. Okay. So I, I do recommend it for people that like that kind of stuff. But- Honestly, it's a weird movie. It may be worth a watch just if you're a deep diver that likes to watch all kind of movies. It may be worth just a watch just to say you watched it and know what it's about. So, But, I mean, for your this run-of-the-mill person watching movies, I probably wouldn't recommend it for them. Yes. But you'd have to have like some kind of special circumstance, I think, for me to recommend it for you. Right. So, like I said, I'm at 60%. And for my own self, I wouldn't recommend it. But for, <laughs> sure. again, if you're a fan of those kind of movies or you're a deep diver, I would recommend it for you.
1: Now, this is actually kind of interesting. I think this might be the first time we've ever actually synced up because, yeah, I came in after this watch, I came in like a 6 out of 10 where I was like, you know, maybe a little bit below 60%, but that's right where I'm at with this where it'd be hard definitely to recommend this, like you said, to people that you have to know what you're coming into. If you like kind of like raunchier, kind of weird comedies, I think you'll enjoy this, especially if you also like horror, but like I can't recommend this to everybody. There's definitely a niche audience out there that I think will appreciate this, but definitely not for everybody. Yeah,
0: because I couldn't imagine like giving this to my mom or something, <laughs> or oh, so yeah. just like some some random right. person I know. Like, oh hey, check out this movie, and then and then the and then you just got a, a prosthetic uh, penis looking at you most of the movie. And <laughs> you got to be right. okay with that. If you're not okay with that, then this movie's not for you. <laughs>
1: Exactly. So if you're
0: recommending this to people as you're out in the world, guys, just make sure they're okay with <laughs> prosthetic penis. If they're not, then it's yep. probably not a movie to recommend for them.
1: <laughs> they need to have that quota.
0: <laughs> well, you know what? <laughs> to be fair, but it was prosthetic, so I don't know if that counts. But to be fair, for the movies we've seen, that's the most male nudity we've had. It's not, But it's that's not true. real, so I don't know if that counts or not.
1: Probably might have a little bit of a... Might take away a little bit, but yeah. But I've
0: been I've been in some of those Giallo film type things going on. I've been kind of into those a little bit here lately. Yeah. And there's there's definitely male enough male nudity in those, so.
1: There are quite a few that are sleazy that will. Yeah. So
0: in. I, you know what? And I actually am starting to get into those just because you talk about them so much. I'm actually getting getting yeah. into some of those. So I've seen probably two or three. But uh, but anyways, okay. this movie again. It's an experience to have, but I just don't know. I appreciate Elijah Wood for what he's doing with his production company. Get in like these. Yeah, I think same. I think we need a variety of films like this, not exactly like yeah. this, but I mean like like different different flavors, different styles, different visions. I think there should be a space for everything, so that if that's what you're into, you have it. So at that point, I really agree with it, and I'm glad Elijah Wood is doing that, <laughs> giving these people a space.
1: Definitely agree with you there. All right, man.
0: Anything else you want to cover, man? Any other final final word, final points?
1: No. I think that's all I really have, um, you know, for this movie. So, I mean, I guess I would say Anything that, you want to
0: plug? Any um, of your uh, links and stuff?
1: Um, I'll just say that... I have, uh, you know, the podcast Journey with a Cinephile, a horror movie podcast. Uh, You can find that pretty much everywhere that podcasts are available if you want to, you know, give that a check out. And you should definitely check out what Jake's doing over, you know, on his stuff as well.
0: All right. And you can check me out um, anywhere at Doug Mariachi Studios for my podcast. You can check me out at uh, Guitar Case Fuller Reviews podcast. Um, If you're into music and short film stuff, you can uh, check me out on... Uh, YouTube, Instagram, everything Dark Mariachi Studios. Uh, so yeah, check me out. Check out David. He's got some good work going on. Uh, he's If, you, if you're if you really into people really getting into movies, this is the guy to check out. Because he does some pretty good uh, thorough analysis of movies, I think, on his site. Well,
1: I appreciate that. All right,
0: guys. So this is Jake, and I'll let you sign out your way, man, before I do. All
1: right, yeah. This is uh, David, and I am signing off.
0: And it's your main man, Jake, from Dark Mariachi Studios. And don't forget,
1: be one of us. Come on a journey with a cinephile. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. Side quest. I think cinephiles are, are on this other end of the spectrum. But I think a cinephile is more of a student of cinema. A movie lover is going to be less discriminated Sidequest. Doing some of this, Michael. Be one of us. Sometimes, that is better. I'm sick one too many movies. Now, Don't you blame the movie! Sidequest. I said, I'm not going to hurt you. I'm just going to bash your brains. Okay. Show me. Sidequest. The podcast. You opened it. We came. It's just a podcast. We'll review your movie from every angle. Sidequest.